You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. And welcome and good morning or good afternoon to those of you on the East Coast. You are here with Dr. Jeff Werber, the host for the next 30 minutes here on Pet Life Radio, Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. And we are here for you. We are here to talk about your pets, talk, answer questions, give you ideas, um, just increase, enhance that wonderful bond between us and our four-legged friends. Here with the help of our sponsors, ProSense Pet Products and Kong Toys. As a matter of fact, when we get you to either join us online and ask a question or to give us a call at a toll-free number, an easy one, 877-385-8882. We will send you out just for joining us here on the show this morning, a ProSense pet product for your pet and a Kong toy. So you, you can't lose. How great is that? Free product, ask questions, get information, all for free. And you know, as we know, veterinary care is getting more and more expensive. Not enough of you have insurance out there. And as a matter of fact, we've talked about this before, only about 1% of pet parents, pet owners in this country actually have their pets insured. That's crazy. In Sweden, it's almost 50%. In the UK, it's like 35 or 40%, and we are way behind at 1%. So uh, anyway, because of the, uh, the high cost, here's a chance to get uh, some questions answered, and it doesn't cost you a dime. So Join us once again, 877-385-8882, or you can just log on to PetLifeRadio.com. Go on to the Ask the Vets bar on the left, and you can just join in in our conversation and just text away. There's a, there's a little box there, and it just says join the conversation. Click on it and start typing away, and I will do my best to uh, answer your questions that way as well. And of course, any way you join us, you get the benefit of the ProSense and the Kong product. And I also want to thank our retailers that, are, that have our, our full line, retailers like Walmart and Target. So if you want to get out and get some great products for your pets at a great price, then go ahead and look for ProSense. So one of the things that I, I do a lot of rescue work in my practice, and we always have a dilemma, an argument, if you will. And I'd love to hear you guys chime in and what you think is right and how it should be handled. And, and, and that is the following. There are literally thousands and thousands of animals, dogs and cats, in our nation's shelters. The guesstimate is that a dog or a cat is put to sleep in a U.S. shelter once every five seconds. Another scary statistic with cats is that a cat who ends up in a shelter has a less than 10% chance of either being reunited with his family in the case of a cat being lost or rehomed in the case of probably an outdoor cat that has never had a home. That means 90% are going to be put to sleep. That is really frightening. So there are a lot of rescue groups now, sometimes just general rescues. Uh, some will specialize in large dogs or cats and some small. Some are breed rescues. You can go to, you know, German Shepherd Rescue or Golden Retriever or Labrador Retriever Rescue, etc. And they specialize in certain breeds of dogs or types of dogs. I work with two rescues that do a lot of work with pit bulls, trying to save these pit bulls. But we're often faced with dilemma in that, as we know, it's tough to place dogs. And one of the limiting factors is space. So a lot of these shelters don't have, rescues don't have their own shelter. They don't have their own facility to do what's called fostering. 
and they'll foster these pets. And now they're running out of foster space. So what's happening is decisions are having to be made. What to do with these dogs? Do we take them to shelters or not? And the one of the, the biggest issue is the deciding based on the limited funds that most of these rescues have. In fact, I have yet to meet a rescue that has unlimited funds. So at what point do you make that decision? At what point do you say to yourself the following, that I'm a rescuer and I have a limited amount of funds. Let's say I have $5,000 from donations. And I have a dog that is going to need $2,000 worth of veterinary care. And that's at a discount. And with no guarantee that after this $2,000 spent, this pet is going to get a home. And also no guarantee, especially with very sick animals, that even with once that money is spent, that the dog's going to be adoptable or the dog is even going to survive the treatment. So at what point, if you have this very, very sick dog that's going to need extensive care and extensive money spent, do you say, look, I know I have a bleeding heart. I know I would love to save them all. But do you know how many more pets that are adoptable tomorrow with no help are sitting on death row in our local shelter that is not a no-kill shelter that I can pull out with $2,000 at 40, 50, 60 bucks a pop? At what point, and this is what I try to relay and, and discuss with my rescues all the time, and that is the following. We call it herd health mentality. As a small animal practitioner, I don't have to practice herd health mentality. Every single animal is an individual. Every pet that I see is someone's four-legged kid, and we treat them accordingly. But I have classmates and colleagues that chose to go large animal, and they're working up in ranches and farms, and they're working with ranchers that might have you know, hundreds, hundreds of head of, of cattle, for example, and these ranchers don't have the bond with one animal that is their pet. So when there is a certain sickness that starts going through the herd, they don't look to try to treat every individual animal. Instead, what they do is they try to find out by usually sacrificing that one animal what that could be done to find out the disease and then will go and treat or prevent the disease in the rest of the herd. So you have to think differently as a large animal practitioner when you're dealing with large herds. We call that herd health mentality. And I feel, and this is me, because I've seen, I've seen it, I've seen these rescuers that, again, have such bleeding hearts, they just want to save everyone, and I get it, but they spend so much money, and it's really throwing it away. And that same money could have been put to such good use to save so many other lives. Had they just said, you know what, this one is too sick, too bad, too weak, we're going to have to put this guy to sleep, and we're going to save all this money instead of spending it, and instead, we are going to end up with, I don't know, pulling out 50, 60 dogs out of shelters. So what do you think? What do you think? Do you spend up every single dime you have on saving everyone, or do you sit back, look and say, okay, we have our limited funds, what is the best use of these funds? What is the most likelihood that we can save the most number, the largest number of lives with these funds? What do you do? So I want to hear from you. It's pretty philosophical, aren't, isn't it? You know, we're getting into some pretty heavy-duty stuff. So I'm going to let you mull it over. When we come back from our break, I want to hear from you at 877-385-8882. Tell me what you would do. What would you do if you were a rescuer? Maybe you are a rescuer out there. How do you think it's the best way to spend the limited funds that you have to help the most animals that you can? Think about it. We'll be right back here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. 
We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. I'm home. My hair looks cute. Now what? Bringing home a puppy or new dog is exciting, and he's depending on you to keep him in good health. Dogs need special care to keep them healthy as they grow throughout their entire life. Caring for their health is critical in all stages. With ProSense, it's simple and convenient to give your dog the care it needs with effective and quality products that treat, prevent, and provide essential daily vitamins and minerals. ProSense products are veterinary formulated and recommended to ensure the very best for your pet. Try ProSense today. Your dog will thank you for it. Pets love life. Love them back with ProSense. Dogs leave fur wherever they go. It collects all over the home. There are many tools designed to stop dog hair spreading, but their effectiveness varies, and afterwards you have to clean the tool, then the floor. With the Dyson Groom Tool, you simply deploy the bristles, then gently brush the coat. Loose fur is removed, while dead skin and allergens are captured by the vacuum. And to clean up, you simply release the trigger. To get this awesome Dyson Groom Tool, go to DysonDeals.com. That's DysonDeals.com. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. Hi, this is Jody Miller-Young from Bark and Swagger. Tune in for everything pet fashion and more. From fashion tips and runway trends, products and designs I love, to fabulous home decor for your furry friend, you'll find it all here. Be the first to discover the new. So what are you waiting for? Find me on Pet Life Radio. And remember, when fierce fashion calls, bark and swagger. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And welcome back. And um, here I'm here with Jeff Werber, Dr. Werber. And we are just finished talking about some rescue work and some very difficult philosophical decisions that many of the rescuers have to make and advice that I, as a practitioner, have to give them when they seem to be so unrealistically focused on helping the one animal at the risk of the potential to save hundreds of others. And I'd love you to chime in. And uh, while we're, you're getting the courage, I don't know why it's taken so many of you so difficult, uh, so much difficulty calling us in to share your views, talk to us. We are, I mean, it's great. We're, this is the only live call-in show on Pet Life Radio. So we want to hear from you. 877-385-882. Pick up the phone. It's Sunday morning. Come on, put the bagel down. Put the coffee down and uh, give us a call. Let me know what you think. The more we know kind of what you think and how you think, the more information we can provide you. So I think it's a good idea to uh, chime in. It's painless, I promise. And, and you get free ProSense product and you get a free Kong toy. So come on. Your dog is telling you, come on, mom, call in, call in. I want my Kong. So anyway. 
Another thing, you know, it's hot out there. Let's face it. It's been here. I'm sitting here like, like this is great. Now I'm in LA and it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's uh, 90 degrees. It's going to be 90 today. And um, a question often comes up and I think it deserves some attention. And that is you have, let's pick the Akita or the Samoyed. I mean, I'm picking these breeds on purpose, of course. So you have these really great thick coated dogs and it's summertime. So you take your dog into the groomer and you want that summer clip. You want that trim. You want that the lion's clip. You know what that is, right? Where you basically shave all the hair except you leave the head and the tail. It looks like a lion. Are you doing your dog a service? What do you think? On the one hand, I'd like to uh, hear from you to see what you think. On the other hand, you guys are so afraid to call that I'm going uh, to give you the answers. So anyway, the... Uh, uh, another thing. I, when I said call, I didn't mean calling my house. The issue is this. That thick coat is really a thermos. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, you know, when you have your thermos, good old-fashioned thermos, they're getting a plug here. What happens if you put hot coffee in a thermos? It stays hot. Likewise, let's say you put your iced tea in your thermos. What's going to happen to the iced tea? It's going to stay cold. So what the thermos does, it regulates the temperature of that which is placed inside. If something is hot and placed inside a thermos, it's going to stay hotter longer. If it's cold and placed inside a thermos, it's going to stay colder longer. That's what the coat, uh, I should confirm, a healthy coat of these Arctic-type breeds does. Yes, when they are up in the snow and they're in Antarctica and it is way sub-zero, freezing however many degrees, that coat does keep them warm. How? Because it doesn't let the outside temperature affect the inside. So it does its job to maintain that dog's body temperature to where it needs to be. Likewise, however, it does the same thing when it's warm. And that is that if it is hot out there, that thick, healthy, thick coat will prevent that heat from getting into the dog. Now, when does this not work? Well, it doesn't work if the coat's not healthy. So therefore, when you have dogs like this, you need to brush them regularly. It's very important to keep them well-groomed and well-brushed. Secondly, another danger of shaving a dog like this is the following, especially, which is why I purposely use the Samoyed as one of my examples, and that is the following. You have a dog, a white dog, and how much sun has the skin of this extremely thick-coated white dog has seen, right? This dog, the sun doesn't shine on this skin. This skin is not seeing the sunshine because it's so protected. Ah, so what happens when you take this skin and by shaving the dog down, you are now potentially exposing this barren, nubile skin, if you will, that has never really experienced sunshine, and you're going to put it outside in the sun. And can these dogs get sunburn? You betcha. When you look as an example of squamous cell carcinoma, which is a sun-induced cancer in cats, what color cat is the most susceptible to squamous cell carcinoma? It is the white cat. And even more so, what part of the body typically do we see it? We see it in the ears because they're, they're shooting straight up. We see it around the head. That You know the part of a cat right in front of the ears, the hair is much thinner, the coat is almost gone, it looks like they're a little bald? Well, those are areas that are extremely sensitive to sun. 
How about another condition that we see, sun-induced? Nasal solar dermatitis, okay? And where do we see this? We see this on the tip of the nose, the nasal planum, we call it, of a lot of depigmented or hypopigmented dogs. For example, some of the Australian shepherds, some collies. Thus, we also hear the, the term collie nose. But they have the, all that white right on the bridge. So again, these areas are highly susceptible to sun-induced damage. So you really need to reconsider and think twice when it comes to do I, should I shave my dog down for the summer? So what can you do? What's the best thing to protect your dogs from the heat during the summer? Long coat, short coat, whatever. Well, first of all, if you have a very short-coated or thin-coated dog that's going to be spending time outside, you want to use some sort of sunblock. Or if you have a light, you obviously don't want to use a sweater, but you want to use something. Because remember, the same reason that I advocate, and don't laugh, putting little sweaters on these little teeny dogs during the winter because based on body surface area, they have a greater tendency to lose heat to the outside. These same dogs have a tendency to attract to gain heat from the outside during the hot weather. But again, you don't want to put something too heavy on them. But if you had something light and you wanted to put it on them to almost like an, you see people walk around with umbrellas during the summer, not to protect them from the rain, obviously, it's to protect them from the sun. And not a bad idea. Sunblock would be a, a very good idea to keep them in. On, on any area of your dog or cat that is going to be more exposed to the sun because of thin coat, because of short, short coat, white hair, when you can actually see the skin, then you want to put some sunblock on. And as far as those thick-coated dogs, what you should do is keep them well-groomed, well-combed, well-brushed. Because the coat will have an opportunity to do what it's supposed to do when it's healthy. So the goal of going in to the groomer shouldn't be to shave the dog down. It should be to really do a thorough comb out, get the mats out, make sure the skin is clean and healthy. And then it will do better what it's supposed to do. And that is to protect your pets from the heat. So don't rush to clip your dogs down, shave them down, unless their skin is in terrible shape, unless it is advised by your veterinarian, unless there's no way they're so matted because you fell so far behind in brushing that gorgeous coat that now you have to shave. And then if you do have to shave, keep in mind that you want to do something to protect your pets from the heat and the sun damage, provide plenty of shade. It's the basics. Water at all times, fresh water, uh, if you have dogs that seem to like to play with their water bowls because it's a toy, so they dump the water, there are some great things you can do. There is a device that you can hook up to your faucet that's a Lixit uh, that will work very well to uh, basically, it's like a hamster thing where they, the water will come out only when they lick this device. There's also ways to anchor. I heard a great idea, which is if you have your dog in your yard where there's some dirt, you can take a large bunt pan. Okay, and you know it's got that hole down the center. You could take a wooden dowel and you bang it into your pretty deep into your dirt or area somewhere or grassy area, and then you fill the bowl, the bunt pan, and you set it right over that wooden dowel that is now anchored into the ground. So what happens is now this bowl cannot be tipped over. Another thing you could do is if you have a large bowl, you could put some a couple of heavy rocks on the bottom and then fill it up all the way. And uh, there are a lot of good things you could do. Another great idea is to fill your bowl. The water bowl, about 
half to three quarters full when you're inside in the evening and stick it in the freezer. So in the morning, you're going to have a bowl of basically a huge block of ice. And then you can put a little water on top of that because you'll have some extra room. And then as the ice melts, they'll have some nice ice cold water. How cool, how refreshing is that? And lastly, one thing I like doing, I recommend this often, is you can take a bandana. You know, there are a lot of places, give them away. They're great for your dogs. And, and you, again, wet it and you roll it up and stick it into the freezer at night. In the morning, you now can take that ice cold bandana, literally ice cold, and wrap around your dog's neck. And again, a lot of nice, cool, soothing temperature drop. It's going to make them feel really good as they're outside in the sunshine. So that's about it for us today. And um, for those of you, I do want to hear what you think about the rescue thing. So you can send us an email to Dr. Jeff, drjeff at petliferadio.com, drjeff at drjeff.com. Or next week, give us a call, 877-385-8882. Chime in. We're here 9 a.m. in the Pacific time, noon Eastern time. I know you're out there. I know you're listening. So give us a call and let's talk about this because I think it's pretty important. And I think other people should know kind of when you, so you don't feel bad about some of these rescue groups when they have to do what they have to do. So we want to hear from you. And thanks again to our sponsors, ProSense and Kong. And um, I want to thank Mark for doing the amazing job that he does. And we will be here next Sunday. Have a great week. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.